Hey, what's going on? Welcome to The Doug Show. My name is Doug Cunnington, and in this episode, we're going to revisit the technical SEO audit that Olga from SEOsly did on Niche Site Project for me back around, uh, I think it was April or so. She gave me a a lot of work to do, uh, many assignments to fix up things from a technical SEO standpoint, and we're going to revisit that. And I can tell you right now, one of the reasons I wanted to have Olga back on other, aside from just, you know, getting an update and hearing what's going on with her, I basically didn't see as good of a results as what I would have hoped. And I, unfortunately, part of this comes back on me <laughs> and the work that I've done, but we're going to dig into it and figure out what the next steps are for Niche Site Project as far as you know, improving the SEO and improving the organic traffic in general. So I'm going to bring Olga back on. How are you today, Olga? Hi. Hi, Doug. I'm very happy to be here again. So I'm great. All great. How are you? Well, we were just talking before the recording. I'm a little under the weather, but I've uh, taken a lot of medicine and I have a cough drop. So I should be in good shape to chat with you today. And I'll just mute the microphone if I have to cough really hard. But uh, otherwise, I'm doing fantastic. So great. For people that missed the first episode, they should go back and check it out to get sort of the full context of what we're going to talk about today. But can you introduce yourself so people know who you are and sort of your background and where they can uh, learn a little bit more about you? Sure. So my name is Olga, uh, Olga Zarzeczna. No one, know, no one knows how to spell my surname, so <laughs> you can just call me Olga. So I am a technical SEO specialist and SEO consultant. Uh, I run my own SEO um, consultancy called SEO, SEO Sly or SEO Sly. There are two, two pronunciations possible for, for, my, for my site. So I mostly do technical SEO audits, um, a very la- large, wa- large ones for large websites. Uh, I also cooperate with SEO agencies and I am kind of responsible for their SEO auditing process. So this is kind of my main area of focus within SEO. And uh, other than that, I am, I can say I'm addicted to learning more things about SEO and listening SEO podcasts. And I must uh, admit that one of my favorites is the one uh, that is um, uh, the one from Doug, <laughs> the oh, Doug Show. <laughs> thank you very much. I appreciate that. And one one thing to sort of set the context for folks is I, I told you, Olga, that I kind of wanted you to to coach me on this because from from my standpoint, a lot of times I do coach people and I'll ask, you know, questions like, hey, what'd you work on? What did you do? And I kind of, you know, in a lot of ways put it back on them. It's their responsibility to do the work and you know, things are not magically gonna happen. So with that in mind. I'll, I'll just turn it over to you as my coach from the SEO standpoint here, and you can sort of dig in and then, you know, give me your observations based on what I was supposed to do and then what I actually did and the results that we've seen. So um, I guess maybe before we start, I can mention that I was looking at my analytics and some of the other metrics and, and generally over the past, I would say, year or so my site has been getting less traffic 
fewer impressions overall from a search perspective, just generally dwindling in terms of traffic. So if you want to add any more detail to that, feel free. Um, And if not, you could just go directly into the coaching aspect here. So maybe I will I I will add something here. So I analyze your site in in Google Search Console, Google Analytics, and some of the SEO tools such as SEMrush and Ahrefs. And uh, yeah, that's true that your kind of your organic traffic has been slightly falling down, starting around uh, around uh, January twenty twenty one. So I I think it is more or less a year. And I can see uh, even a sm- even a bigger decline starting around June 2021, uh, where those maybe those those core uh, Google core updates started around that time. So I would say that Google is kind of looking shifting their relevancy here a little bit and kind of trying to to figure out uh, how your site is doing and whether maybe it's kind of losing its its SEO power, which we'll just dig deeper into in just a second. Nice. Yep. That, that lines up exactly. And uh, it was fairly abrupt in that June, July timeframe of 2021, where especially on the uh, search impressions over on the search console, it definitely dropped off a cliff and, and went down quite a bit. The the clicks and the traffic didn't drop as dramatically, but the number of impressions dropped quite a lot. But so what I also noticed, uh, the number of impressions, yes, it, it, it dropped it dropped down, but the, num- the, uh, the click-through rate kind of increased at the same time. So we may think that maybe the, the keywords that were kind of uh, for which your site started to be visible, maybe they weren't so relevant. So maybe is it, this is kind of this shifting relevance. So Google stops showing your site for people who aren't really interested in, 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 in what you are offering. So maybe this is a little bit of that, at least a little bit of that. Okay, gotcha. Okay, so so my question can I can I ask a question now? My question is, uh, what uh, what really what have you done uh, with your sites over those? What have you been doing over those four four months, more or less, four or five months? So a couple. W- one of the main things that we worked on was, um, and I think it was from the HREFs audit portion and some of the more detailed audit that you did uh, was around what, I guess it's Rank Math, the SEO plugin, uh, could do. So I installed Rank Math, got it all set up. Uh, Before that, I wasn't using any SEO plugin. So that fixed up several things in the sitemap and some of the indexing issues that we observed. So most of those things were fixed with rank math. So again, from sort of the technical SEO standpoint, a lot of those issues just went away uh, with the configuration of that tool, which really only took like maybe 45 minutes. And I took most of the default settings. So that was a a big aspect. Another area was uh, some of the core web vitals and the site load time and all that kind of stuff. And I switched from using, I think it was WP Fastest Cache over to 
light speed caching, which is mm-hmm. the specific uh, caching tool that my hosting company recommends because it's on a light speed server. So that also fixed uh, several of the issues associated with Core Web Vitals and some of the caching issues that I was having. So those are probably the main things. A handful of others were a, a lot of uh, like redirects and multi layer redirects where I've deleted content and then pointed towards more relevant things. So that helped a lot um, as far as like getting rid of those redirect chains. I don't remember how many there were, but there were quite a few that were, it was just kind of messy Mm -hmm. and that happens over time with a site that you you're trying to prune and you're trying to replace content and you realize that, well, that's not relevant anymore to anyone. It's just an old blog post. Those are probably the main things that I worked on overall. And, and I'll actually be lazy and ask you, can you remember, is there anything else that we looked at 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 any point in time where you know that I actually did that work? It's been a while. I can't remember. (laughs) <laughs> so from what I remember, uh, I was uh, I crawled your site today and I checked uh, uh, what what's happening in Google Search Console and actually I can see that uh, the majority of technical issues uh, have been fixed. There are still a few of them. I will talk ab- about them later. So I would say that uh, what we were what I was showing you uh, last time we we were talking it was kind of my my SEO uh, audit process where, in which I try to find uh, everything that's that's wrong with the site. And uh, we, we found a bunch of those technical errors and you fix them, that's great. But in your case, uh, the technical errors weren't that critical. I would say that they, for instance, uh, hindered your site from ranking or from being in- indexed at all. And that's why I think the results we have from those uh, small fixes aren't uh, what we expected, what we what we wished for, because your site is not uh, a very huge site, and uh, some of the and and uh, the impact of those fixes were, were, were weren't so wasn't so dramatic. Because, for instance, um, crawl budget bu- budget in your site in your case is not is not a, is not a thing at all in the case of your site. For example, so um, that's uh, that's what that's my take on on SEO uh, technical SEO errors. I think regarding Core Web Vitals uh, in uh, Google Search Console, I think s- still some of those uh, it shows that you have this LCP, which is a little bit too high. But uh, overall, I think in Cracks uh, Chrome User Experience Data, your site passes Core Web Vitals. So in that in that respect. It's okay. Okay. And uh, yeah. And I think, um, well, going back to the crawl budget, what size of a site would you start having to worry about your crawl budget? Is there some number of URLs or something like that where maybe you're in a threshold where it's like, oh, wow, you really need to be careful with that? So I would say hundreds of thousands, something around that that size and and up uh, definitely millions of URLs. So then it may may become a problem, especially if you have a lot of automatically generated pages. Some yeah, that then some maybe some search results pages that are indexed 
getting indexed, which they shouldn't. So then this is something to worry about. And, and for instance, if the site is uh, so big that the crawl budget isn't enough and, for instance, new content isn't being crawled and indexed, then if we if you do if you clean this up then you can see a real a huge effect on your organic rankings okay that makes sense well let's keep pushing on here okay so maybe i will share a few uh, of my observations general ob observations and then a few more specific ones so uh, i would say that uh, so Coming back to, to your overall traffic, so uh, I analyzed specific pages of your site and basically all of them lost some traffic except for the homepage. And, and I think I think still your the strongest keywords that you have are your branded keywords such as Doug Cunnington, which is like 13 keyword difficulty, I think, in Ahrefs. So Doug Cunnington, niche site project, keyword golden ratio, these are still your top keywords, top, top branded keywords that drive the most traffic for you, which is great. You, you, have, you have a really strong brand. And that's why I think these other pieces of content may need some improvement, some further optimizations. And coming back to uh, removing content. So you, you removed uh, a lot of web pages from your site. And uh, can you tell me more or less how many you removed and uh, your purpose uh, was to kind of, you thought that by removing them, you will uh, kind of restore some of the rankings or maybe boost the rankings of other pages. Right. Is that correct? I removed about 50 to maybe 60% of the like URLs, something like that. And I redirected, I, I followed the sort of guidelines for removing content. So I redirected when possible. I used uh, 410 redirects occasionally, which tells Google like, hey, this is not relevant anymore. There's no replacement. It's just old content. It's, it's gone away. And I was referencing case studies where people did a big content audit and they essentially deleted a lot of they redirected a lot and just generally cleaned up their content. Usually that means that they went back and improved and updated content as well. That is a huge step that I did not do. So I basically just deleted things in hopes that the, I guess, Google would realize the topics that I was covering and I sort of tighten things up. So if things weren't relevant anymore, I got rid of it. If it wasn't something that should be part of the site, I got rid of it. So the thought was, yeah, maybe if I just tighten things up, the rankings would improve. So that generally just did not happen. It, it seemed like, mm -hmm. I mean, traffic didn't drop because I deleted content that wasn't getting traffic. So that was no big deal. But unfortunately, like we mentioned in June, July timeframe, the uh, the traffic sort of dropped off at that point with that uh, update, that algorithm update around that time. Okay, but have you been merging some old articles that you wanted to remove with the existing ones or you just removed? I generally, I, I you know what? I can't remember. I think there were very few items or very few pages that made sense to merge. Generally, it was deleting things. Mm -hmm. I do have a list of, uh, it's probably like 20 different posts that probably need to be updated, at least something like that. 
20 or so, but I, I never went back and actually updated them. <laughs> I see. <laughs> I see. Okay. Uh, so let's now uh, talk uh, a little bit more about speed. Mm, I have it on my, on my, on my, on my list here to talk about. So, uh, I noticed that, uh, you focused on speed, um, and you did it in such a way that you basically made your site a, l- a little bit naked. You removed everything that, that may cause any, any, uh, overlo- overload or may uh, slow down the site. And, uh, you actually, from what I see, you have like 99 uh, or 100% in, in Google PageSpeed Insights. You are now passing Core Web Vitals. And uh, we can say that the moment when um, Google uh, Page Experience updates started lo- rolling out, which was in mid-June, uh, your site kind of started. So so in the, in the case of your site, that wasn't the case. And another thing is that your site wasn't doing very poorly before from what I remember, it was kind of fast. Right. Right. Yep. But one thing I noticed, uh, is that in uh, Google crawl stat reports in GSC, your uh, average server response time is kind of going up and down, up and down. And it, it isn't that fast. It is sometimes on some days it was even 800 milliseconds. So this is something I think you may kind of uh, maybe take a deeper look at your server because with such a naked site, I think it should be like 50 milliseconds maybe or even mm-hmm. less. Okay. Interesting. I haven't looked back and I actually, I didn't notice that generally the server response time seemed pretty good, but I could definitely check that with my hosting company and see what's up in you know, from the perspective, like you're saying, uh, generally, I made the site naked. There's very few plugins running, and yeah. there's not that much of a load on the server. So it shouldn't, and it, it's not a 100% dedicated server or anything like that. It's, mm-hmm. like a, it's semi-dedicated, so it's not mm-hmm. uh, the cheapest hosting, but it, it shouldn't, like you said, it shouldn't be that long. And yeah, I, I totally didn't notice that on the uh, search console. But but your site kind of is still passing core web vitals, so it isn't like a critical issue, but something maybe to to take take into account. But the reason why you made your site so naked was only because of the speed, or you just wanted to be um, you you like minimalism, or uh, yeah, it's a combo of the two. I think I do like a, a, a minimal sort of site. However, once I went down the rabbit hole to try to speed up the site, mm-hmm. it was like a sort of a, a very strange feedback loop where I would like remove more and it got faster. And so now you end up with, you know, there's just the content there and some images yeah. and there's not much else going on. The other part is uh, some of the plugins and like email capture mechanisms that I was using. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, it's a paid tool like opt-in monster, which is like mm-hmm. whatever, 500 bucks a year. So if I remove that and use like an easier solution instead, which was basically just creating my own landing pages instead of using a pop-up, um, it was cheaper too. So it was faster mm-hmm. and cheaper and this simpler solution. So there's no conflicts with other plugins or anything like that. So it just made things a little bit easier. And I'm generally happy with it. My opt-in uh, conversion rate didn't change at all 
which is shocking mm-hmm. because generally you would expect that to yeah to make a big difference. That's interesting. Okay. Thanks to Ezoic for sponsoring this episode, especially their new product, Leap. Leap provides everything from optimization features to diagnostics so that websites can pass core web vitals. It was built for publishers, and in fact, it's free to people that monetize with Ezoic. And it allows visitors to load pages instantly using Ezoic Cloud to serve new core web vital friendly ads using lightning fast server side Ezoic edge technology. And basically, Ezoic helps your site load faster and get those green core web vitals. You can also simplify speeding up your site and cut the cost so you can optimize everything from code to content using the features designed to eliminate the need for costly third-party technology and plugins. And basically what happens, and this happened to me, you try to add more and more plugins to optimize to maybe minimize your CSS or minimize your JavaScript or something like that. And you end up with several different plugins and technologies, but basically you can just use Leap. And generally, and this is the stats that Ezo excites, the average site is able to remove 3.5 optimization features, technologies, or plugins, saving them $250 per year when they are using Leap for free. So thanks a lot to Ezoic and be sure to check out Leap. Okay, so uh, the biggest kind of my recommendation will be about content. But before I I, I jump to that, I would uh, kind of want to uh, draw your attention to a few uh, small uh, still issues that I found. So one thing that kind of bugs me is the navigation menu, which, uh, for instance, on the home page, there is no navigation menu. On some pages it is, but it doesn't look like navigation menu. I, I checked in the code. It is indeed a navigation menu. But for instance, I opened your site on my mobile phone. And when I was scrolling down, uh, there was no kind of sticky header. So it was kind of difficult for me to kind of... Uh, get back to to the top and maybe to to choose something different to go to a, to a different page. I was only able to use internal links within the post. So, is it something that you think you may want to kind of change work work on? This That's navigate? interesting. Yeah. So, I use a WordPress theme called Thesis, and it's actually the Focus WordPress theme. And the creator um, has published content suggesting that, like, sort of removing the options, removing like the navigation and, and other things, will encourage people to like sort of stay on the site. And I, I try to use breadcrumbs where there's no navigation. So that's sort of the idea. Mm-hmm. Use breadcrumbs so people oh. could go back and like at least hit that same category and see the other post associated with that category. Mm-hmm. Now that said, I don't know if I've implemented it properly. So when it when he first released some of these uh, pieces of functionality for removing some of the navigation and re- really it's sort of the it's the opposite of having like a huge navigation. So instead of having like you know 10 things in your menu and then 
five things in each submenu and kind of an unusable navigation. I've gone way too far on the other side where there's not even a navigation. Like you, you can't get anywhere. You're, it looks like yeah. a landing page. So exactly. So you're right, Olga. Maybe that's something I can look at and like at least have the simple navigation where there's you know four options. That's not overwhelming. People can see that even on a mobile, and it's not going to be a situation of decision fatigue because that's sort of the idea like if you have too many options then maybe you don't make any choice you're just like ah i don't even know what to do and you close the page but i understand what you're saying and i think you know at least having the breadcrumbs or the navigation in a clear way is probably a better route and i i know there are some pages like you said where it's really just a landing page and there's there's nothing you can't get anywhere (laughs) Yeah. can't get anywhere after that. So I would kind of be consistent with that. I would add navigation to all of the pages uh, and both on mobile and on desktop. And I think this, this, is, this is going to be a good sign, something uh, friendly bo- both for users and for search engines, search engine robots, because navigation, after all, kind of implies to search engines what uh, pages are the most important for the site. So you may link the blog or other kind of informational content, the best content on your site from from there. Okay. Okay, so navigation. Um, Another thing is uh, your blog page. So it is basically uh, a block of links. Uh, There there is no no text kind of... uh, telling the user that this is the blog page of Doug. Here you, you will find this and that. Uh, these are the categories of uh, topics that we cover here. I don't don't see any dates of those uh, visible dates, visible, for instance, uh, visible dates, maybe some featured images. These things, I think, um, make the blog a little bit more friendly and kind of... Uh, and uh, if if there is at least some description of the blog, I think then that then Google may may treat it a little, a little bit differently. But okay. now you have only only links, just links. So I would enrich okay. the blog page a little bit. Got it, and that makes sense. Again, a lot of this is um, from Chris Pearson, the the DIY themes thesis guy, and when when you hear him explain it, people can usually figure out what's going on. If they just see the title, that should be good enough. But if you, if you think about where, where someone might get to your site from, it is not always with context. So they might land Mm -hmm. on the page and they're thinking, Oh, I want to check it out. And they may see, I'm just thinking of some recent case study updates from Christy. Uh, who's a student of mine and basically there's no context around it. So it's just like the name of the update in the month and there's no other detail around it. So that makes sense. Okay. So another uh, kind of technical thing is uh, when I was crawling your site, I noticed that you still have a lot of links uh, pointing to HTTP uh, URLs of either external, usually external sites, but I think your internal, maybe internal URLs as well. Of course, these are redirected, 301 redirected to HTTPS versions, but I would uh, kind of clean this up 
you can usually okay. do it with just one one click just 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 make a change in, in the database right okay and yeah. uh, yeah, okay and quick note on that I am pretty sure I cleaned that up before, but there's a particular plugin, which I won't name specifically because I'm about to say it's doing a bad job. I think there's a particular plugin that like ends up linking to the HTTP version and not the secure version. Mm-hmm. And I've seen this across on another couple of sites. So I may stop using that plugin because there's all these like That's interesting. little things. I'll tell you what it is after afterwards. Okay. But I've seen this. Like I said, I, I fixed that before in the database, okay. just like you mentioned. And I'm like, uh-huh. all oh, right. It, we, it keeps coming back. Yep. It keeps coming back. And it's just a couple here okay. and there. And I'm a little confused on why. Uh-huh why that is so okay that's, that's an easy fix okay and another thing regarding redirections i noticed that you have a bunch of internal links pointing to redirected urls so maybe updating these would be a good idea as well to kind of you know so so that google does not have to go through those redirects uh, i noticed in google uh, search console crawl stats that uh, googlebot is going through those redirect- redirections a little bit so maybe if we remove them it will focus on your actual content more okay got it uh, okay uh, another thing this is a this is a technical issue, but this is like a small issue that will not uh, break your site. But you still have this not found URL. Your 404 page uh, still returns a status uh, code uh, 200 and is indexable. So this is kind of a good technical SEO practice that I would like to okay. get implemented. Another thing, uh, still technical, uh, I noticed... In many cases, you don't have all text uh, on your uh, on your uh, in your articles in your guides. So maybe I think RankMath has this option of automatically adding all text and title to all images. Okay. I'm pretty sure. So this is this this should be an easy fix. I noticed that you you are not getting a lot of traffic from uh, Google uh, image, but maybe I don't think this type of content gets but maybe if if you if you implement uh, some of those things maybe it will change another thing i have here uh i noticed you you're not using uh, you're not adding no follow tag to affiliate uh, links you, you are probably implementing affiliate links with some plugin am i correct that is i noticed 307 redirecting the url your 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 own internal url to the actual affiliate site right most of the time, but not always. I'm using uh, pretty links. Yep. Okay. So maybe I would consider adding no follow to those links. Okay. I, I still don't don't think this Google is pretty now uh, good at you. You have affiliate disclaimers, so so I think this should be fine. But I would still no fo- no follow those links. Okay, so I think uh, that's all regarding technical SEO. And now I would like to talk more about the, the content and what I think we can we can do here. And before we go on to the content, looking at the list of the technical SEO items, 
I sort of, I feel like none of them are really super significant. So if I, if I fixed it, if I fixed all of the, you know, roughly 10 things, it probably wouldn't make a huge difference, right? They're all sort of minor issues. So I would say maybe there's uh, internal linking, meaning um, meaning uh, navigation menu. I would say this may be a little bit more important one, but others are kind of good practices. Again, good okay. SEO, best uh, technical SEO practices. And why is the navigation and the internal linking, why do you weigh that higher than the others? So... I think that uh, internal links are totally within our power, uh, contrary to external links. And it is Google takes into account how we how we internally link link to other to other pages on our site. Uh, there is uh, uh, there is a page rank flowing through our 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 pages. So uh, that's why I think we should kind of plan it plan it and make sure that our top pages, uh, the pages that we care about the most or the ones that we want to uh, kind of improve in Google are properly linked from other similar pages and the ones that we care the most should be linked from, from the top navigation menu, I think. Okay, cool. Okay, and one, one quick uh, tip I think that I can share here is that uh, what I sometimes uh, suggest uh, my clients is uh, I look, um, for instance, I check the site in Ahrefs. This is what I did with your site as well. And then I, uh, uh, then I filter the sites by uh, the, the, the web pages by the, the most popular by links. And if some web pages have very strong external links, uh, then you may, for instance, think about adding internal links to the important pages on your site on those pages that have those nice links. So this is kind of something that you have within your control. Right. Great. Okay. So uh, now moving to moving on to content. So I think the best thing that you can do here now is work, work on content on your site. And I think that should be uh, updating the existing content and creating new content. So, uh, for example, uh, let me check. I, I noticed that uh, your most popular, single most popular web page is the one that talks about M Amazon affiliate examples. And uh, I checked uh, what uh, keywords this, this web page ranks for. And for instance, you are on the position, on position 12 for, for instance, big affiliate websites and micro niche site examples. And I noticed that you, you are dividing uh, the, the sites on this article into big and small. And maybe you may work on expanding that list or maybe adding another section with just micro niche site examples because you have small. So maybe adding these. I also noticed, for instance, you have uh, screenshots from Ahrefs there. Maybe you can update those screenshots as well. And... Got it. So these are some of the ideas. And one thing regarding uh, articles, uh, I would maybe add um, author bios to them. What do you think about this? Because I know you. So if I see your name, I'm, I know that there is authority behind this. But 
maybe if someone else is reading this, maybe they would like to see some author bio. So, sure. And you're saying just like the author bio box, like at the bottom of the article. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, saying that you are who you are, what you do, gotcha. what are your credentials? Credentials. Yeah, I, I have no no issue with that. That is uh, that makes sense to me. So this this will be kind of um, an EAT, let's say, uh, optimization here a little bit. Got it. Uh, you may, for instance, also speaking about EAT, uh, the use a schema same as, and maybe to links to some of your other profiles, your publications. You probably have a lot of them on other sites. This may okay. kind of help uh, Google connect the dots. Um, another thing, uh, I was also, I really love checking the keywords for which for for which the site the site ranks and. I also find found uh, a bunch of keywords, which I think, for instance, if maybe um, ideas for new topics on your site. For instance, I found that your site is already ranking for uh, for keyword top Amazon affiliate products. Maybe you may create something listing those products or listing some 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 tips about that. This is usually. Uh, if if the site is already has some rankings has some visibility, then usually the best uh, the best way to kind of generate new topics is to simply see what the site is already ranking for and what the site is not talking about, and then create content about that. And the chances are that the site will rank for that highly, relatively quickly without the need to wait like eight six months or or sometimes even longer. So. Uh, so I, for instance, one, one, one more topic, uh, I think you are on position 25 and this was relatively nice keyword because I was checking them in, in Ahrefs as well. For instance, best Amazon affiliate WordPress theme, for instance, this is a very affiliate keyword. I noticed you have an, you have, uh, an article about the best affiliate WordPress theme, but maybe there is some uh, theme that would be specifically uh, good for affiliate Amazon affiliates, for, for example. So Perfect. this is an idea. Okay. And yeah, I was going to say, I think I had some topic very close to that, but I could probably change the title and update it because it's probably yeah. five years In old. many cases, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so so in many cases you may simply uh, add add a bunch of uh, improve the titles. I didn't change. I didn't check how how your titles change in Ahrefs. There's this new feature, but I haven't checked that. I, I I'm I'm curious. I will I will check that later. How your titles uh, were were changed by Google? Okay, one question. So we have here the page that I get a lot of visits, which is the Amazon affiliate examples. And then one of the new content ideas that you noted was niche site examples. So in that case, those are very similar topics. And when you, when you think about the user intent behind it, it's very close. So how would you reconcile that? Should I have content on both of those and maybe just orient the topic towards so be, the keyword or what, what do you think 
To be honest, I was thinking about that and I wasn't really sure if we should split this or or we shouldn't, but I think the best way to judge is to simply type uh, type those keywords into Google and see whether similar pages are appear. And if similar pages are appear, then we can be sure that there is some uh, keyword intent overlap between them. If don't, if they don't, then maybe this this can indeed be a new uh, article on your site. Okay, so that's a huge insight right there. So just to repeat it, and you could correct me if I've mistaken here, but basically you can Google similar terms, see what the results are, and if there's overlap between the results, then you have confirmation from Google that at least at the time that you're checking that those have pretty close or at least a lot of overlap with the searcher intent. Is that right? Yeah, exactly. And sometimes uh, Ahrefs also shows you something uh, called a parent topic. And sometimes the parent topic is kind of something that overlaps. But this is not always true, but this is also an indication that uh, you may want to target a bunch of keywords uh, in just one one pa- one web page. Okay, got it. Perfect. All right. Okay, any anything else? Any other me. content ideas? So, so from what I see, you are generally your site is it is there is this uh, 90, uh, 90 20 rule for basically any site that it ranks for 20% of the content it has. And in the case of your site, I, I think I see that the content that is already doing well is content uh, rela- relating to affiliate sites, uh, to Am- Amazon affiliate, being um, an Amazon affiliate. affiliate. So I think uh, you should definitely go in that direction because Google kind of already recognizes that your site is an authority in, in that in that uh, topic. So if you expand on that, I think you will have uh, quicker effects probably than if you just started a a totally different topic that you you are not visible for at all. Okay. That makes perfect sense. And one other area that I want to ask you about is just the the keyword area, right? So obviously there's a lot of content about keyword golden ratio and long tail keywords. Did you observe any topics that could be a good area to ex- explore deeper or should I just focus on the Amazon affiliate spot currently? So to be honest, I think what just, what just one, one, uh, one, uh, one keyword that I noticed because I was also checking your brand branded keywords to, to find exactly that, to check what people are looking for together with your name. And one, one keyword that kind of drew my attention was Doug Cunnington course download. So oh, yeah. it looks like people are interested in your course, in your courses. Uh, but um, to be honest, I think I would go with it. I would go with that affiliate direction. Okay. But maybe I can, if you wish. Can I? Yeah, we can check on it later. Okay. We can check on it later. I think um, I have seen a couple like keyword zones that, sorry, topic areas that are in the keyword zone 
that I probably could check out. But in a lot of cases, it's pretty competitive because keyword research tools are trying to get traffic on those keywords. So it's a little more competitive, not that I couldn't, you know, compete necessarily, but it would potentially take a lot more work. Or the other folks that want to rank well are affiliates for the keyword research tools. So they're trying Mm -hmm. to rank because it's a profitable keyword, which I mean, when it comes down to it, that would be why I would try to, you know, play in that area too. So Okay. Are we ready to sort of summarize here what's going on? Maybe one one more a- sure. idea that just came to my mind. You you create a lot of video content, so maybe you can embed some of these uh these uh, some of the, this content on your on your specific guides or maybe create some shorter like 10 10 minute videos that kind of talk about uh what you talk in in, in a specific article. This will for sure increase your uh your engagement um, time and time spent on the site uh, on, on the web page and uh, uh, using those uh, for instance the, the plugin the speed plugin that I recommend WP rocket and I think your plugin may have this that this functionality as well will will make sure that uh, the video isn't loaded until someone clicks on that so it will not negatively impact your your speed if you are uh, concerned about that right. Yep, that's a great idea. And I like I was thinking of this the whole time because I'm always thinking of, you know, video ideas, but if I'm already thinking of the content or writing uh, you know, updates for the Amazon affiliate example page, I can go ahead and shoot a video at the same time. I've already done the the legwork and and basically written the script, so it's very easy to just publish a video and then I can in, not internally link, but link from the YouTube video and then embed the video over to the web page. So there's a lot of, I guess, relevancy that goes along with it. I don't know if it'll necessarily help it rank better, but it surely wouldn't hurt. Yeah, definitely. And uh, what one question I have for you. Uh, how much content do you think you will be able to create? Oh wow! You're tough. Content, you're, you're a tough. How many coach. articles? How many articles <laughs> per per week per month? So maybe so, we can. Yeah, that is yeah? a great question. I didn't think you were going to ask that, and I hadn't thought far enough ahead. So I don't know. I would say probably at most it would be like one article per week, at most, and I would probably need to hire a writer. And I'll, I'll back into this in a second from like a grander perspective. So realistically, so I, I made that, you know, one per week. So realistically, it would be one every two weeks. Okay. <laughs> just, just knowing how I predict the amount of work that can be done. Usually I'm off by like, you know. 50%. So me too. <laughs> exactly. So that, that's the reality of it. Yeah. But that's a good coaching question. And then the, the second, yeah. Yeah. I guess the second part is like, when are you going to start and when are you going to have yeah. it done by? <laughs> exactly. so, so I don't know. I'm, I'm sick, Olga. Come on. You're killing me. Here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I will check in when you are feeling okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that is a good question. And I think, 
yeah, probably one every two weeks, which would be huge because, you know, when I think back and, you know, I think you even noted the last update for a particular post was like over a year ago. And realistically, I like I haven't written any new blog post in a very, very long time. Pro- like it could be two years, something like that. I mean, it's been a super long time. It's yeah, insane. so. Yeah, so I would say this is kind of natural that your site is kind of growing old and slowly declining. Right. And I I recently uh, was chatting with a friend, Ron Stefanski, and he was talking about just like improving content on his site, even stuff that's only like a year old where he's, he's published and then he'll keep going back like every quarter and like... just keep tweaking the content, adding a little bit more. And he says that it's been, you know, providing wonderful results, even with generally updated content, like not even out of date, updating and adding a little bit more seems to just keep everything fresh. and, And he's been seeing great results. Yeah, exactly. Anything else? I think, I think that would be all. I would. I, I'm very curious to see how how the the blog uh, will grow once you start adding, and Google kind of sees that something is happening again on the site. Right. So the grander perspective. Um, well, before I get into that, this has been super insightful, and I think people can go back and, and check out the previous episode and hear, you know what I was supposed to do, what I actually did, the results that we saw, and kind of understand how important certain things are and maybe were, right? Like the site speed, which I spent a lot of time on, probably didn't matter that much. The site was already loading pretty fast. That was probably wasted effort and diminishing returns, and it it really didn't matter that much. And the most important thing, which I hope people were able to figure out here is uh content like adding more content improving the content and actually targeting some keywords and doing things intentionally that's something i i haven't really been doing as i mentioned i haven't published much content and written anything myself in quite a while and part of that here's the grander grander uh sort of theme is i've been working a little bit less so from a like life perspective i've been way happier and I haven't been working as much. I haven't been sitting here at the computer. I've been working on other types of content like podcast, for example, which is really fun. It's a lot more social than just me sitting and writing. The downside is uh, I'm getting less traffic on the website and the rankings are going down, but I'm happier. So it's it's a, you know, a little bit of a trade-off. And at some point, I do have to you know, think about this like a, like a job and be professional, like write some fucking articles, like hire someone to help out, like do a little bit of work, or it'll continue to decline. Now, Olga, do you have any prediction? Like if I start publishing, let's say I can publish like an article a week and I do this for, let's say I'll publish an article a week just for a year. Do you have any hunch on how long it might be before I start seeing some improvement. And I know I won't hold you to it, but I'm just curious if you've seen this with uh, clients or, or otherwise. 
Yes, I've seen it many times and I think you should start to see some traction after I think two or three months because your site is kind of already has some authority. So it isn't like you, you are in the sandbox, sandbox or something like that. So I think after a few months, you should start to see incremental improvements. And after a year, uh, I think, yeah, you should be really, if you, after a year, you will have like fi uh, 50, almost 50, 50, around 50, let's say, depending on how many you actually publish, you have 50 new articles. And in your case, they will be well written. They will be SEO optimized, keyword optimized. So I assume you can expect your traffic to double, triple, at least. Okay. And that, is that double or triple from where it is right now or where it was? Where it was, of course. <laughs> okay. okay, good. <laughs> Very good. Well, any other, any other thoughts before we, we wrap up? So maybe one final thought uh, is that... Uh, we should think about technical SEO as a basis. Uh, if technical SEO is okay, there are no critical errors, then we can build upon that. And the thing that we can, uh, the thing that we should uh, place on top on, of that is, of course, content, good content, optimized SEO, optimized content, and uh, both content cannot uh, kind of be successful without technical SEO, without your site being crawlable, indexable, and visible to, to Google. And just having a super fast and and uh, great in terms of technical SEO website is not enough as well. So I would I would think about this. It's kind of a pyramid when where, where you have where is my hand where you have co content here <laughs> and, and technical SEO on top uh, on on the bottom. And for the people on the podcast, she was gesturing with her hands a pyramid. <laughs> yeah, there no. you go. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a Christmas tree. Perfect. Yeah. All right. Very good. We'll, we'll put links so people can find you, but yeah, where should people reach out to you if they want to connect with you further? So uh, I invite uh, people to I invite you to follow me on Twitter. Uh, I'm also on LinkedIn and uh, follow my blog, uh, SEO Sly or SEO Sly and check my, I, I, I try to post new every every week a new article every week but i sometimes do it uh, every two weeks <laughs> that's not too bad that's a lot more than me <laughs> <laughs> we'll right. see how, how long i i am able to to do it like this <laughs> very good well thanks olga it's always good to catch up thank you it was very nice being here again Thanks a lot to Olga and be sure to check out her website, SEOsly or SEOsly, which I didn't realize it's spelled S-E-O-S-L-Y.com. And I didn't realize that you potentially could say it two ways, which is kind of funny, but it totally makes sense. She does have a few free downloads, so it's worth checking those out. You just have to sign up for her email list and a couple fun behind the scenes, little uh, tidbits here. So I was editing and mastering this episode really quickly. We actually didn't edit anything of the interview. I just needed to put in the intro and outro and I snagged the audio from the recording and threw it into GarageBand and basically was thinking, hey, this is good to go. And then I realized that the specific audio files that I was grabbing, well, 
they didn't have any of the times where I muted myself while I was coughing or maybe having another cough drop or something like that. So as I was listening to the episode, I was thinking, well, that's, that's weird. I see these audio spikes. What is that? And it was me coughing or making noises with my mouth. It was really, it was quite gross. So anyway, thank goodness I caught that before I published the episode. Would have sounded just appalling. So that was one fun thing. And, uh, I think there were a couple others, but that was the best, the best one of them all. So anyway, uh, like I said, check out Olga's stuff. <coughs> you see there, this cough. And for the people that are wondering, I got tested for COVID a few days ago. Uh, once I started to actually feel kind of sick and, uh, came back negative. I, Actually, think I might get tested again just to be sure, just in case it was a false negative or something like that. Happened to a friend of mine, uh, like in the this last week as well, where he tested negative and then a few days later he tested positive. So anyway, I'm hanging in there. I'm feeling much better. Getting outside, getting some vitamin D, getting some sun. But uh, yeah, it's a shit show over here overall. Anyway, have a great day out there. You guys wash your hands. Uh, don't cough on people. Wear a mask if you need to or you want to. And uh, we'll catch you on the next episode.